Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Stand and cheer for the Panthers. Stand and cheer for the team. The pride of both Carolina and city of the Queen. Carolina! Stand and cheer for the Panthers. In our grand old day. Nothing could be finer than to be in Carolina for a Panthers Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Brawl. And it's like the first time for the Panthers Brawl in terms of first episode recording after a win. Can you believe it, Tyler? We actually we broke our 10-game losing streak and actually got a win on the road versus the Chargers, who I thought were going to be a big, a, big, a big issue for us coming into the game. Can you believe it? Not at all. Um, coming into this game, you know, after this 0-2 start, um, some close games to start, but I was not expecting to even come close to winning this game. If you listen to the Brawl or Nothing earlier this week uh, where I got on with the guys and talked about the Chargers game, you know I sa- did not sound very confident at all about this one. But, hey, um, we you know toughed it out at the end and finished with a win. I mean, a win's a win. You know, We're starting off one and two. A win is a win. And to, to be one and two, that's just crazy in itself, especially after the first two games went. We're dealing with another you know first for the Panthers Brawl where it's only two Two hosts on the podcast. We've never had that before, but Sean Tyson and, and, and Jeff, I guess, are out busy celebrating their wins. So uh, we'll get them back on next week. That's the beauty of having four hosts. You can kind of you can live a little bit. And uh, you know, people being out and injuries—that was kind of the name of the game going into this. We knew that going into it with McCaffrey being out, we knew Kawan wasn't going to play. Russell Okun was questionable, and then on the other side of the ball, you had you knew Melvin Ingram was out. And then during the game, which kind of maybe saved us a little bit, or actually not Melvin, yeah, Melvin Ingram, but it kind of saved us during the game a little bit where Mike Williams went out and then, um, excuse, and then Brian Beluga went out and then even, um, oh, they had a third, oh, Casey, or, or Chris Harris went out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was, it, it, you saw its impact, but Tyler, right off the bat, I mean, the Panthers kind of, they had one, they had, the first drive was a three and out. But with, I mean, you know, we talk about how in the first, you know, five to 10 minutes of a game, you can already tell who's going to win that game. What were your thoughts, you know, that early into the game? Yeah, it was a slow start for both teams. Um, I thought overall today the Chargers were generally pretty sloppy um, overall, but I thought Herbert is, was ended up playing pretty good for them. And, you know, for me, like, I'm a huge Panthers fan, but also since I do a lot of the scouting with the rookies and stuff, uh, you know, I'm invested into them too. So I thought Herbert did pretty well against us. They, we were just, you know, Jack and I were talking uh, before we started recording and, we didn't, we didn't even realize during the game the Chargers threw the ball 49 times. Yeah, 49 times. We're starting to see that a lot more around the league. Like the other night, uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals threw, you know, 60 pass attempts. Um, but, you know, I don't blame them against our secondary, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But overall, um, you know, in the beginning of the game, it was back and forth. But the Panthers made a statement early and um, started to, you know, it was looking like it was one-sided for a while there. Um, and then, you know, Chargers started coming back late, but the Panthers, you know, held their own throughout and I think they were, they definitely deserved to win today and they're the better team. I'll say they, they, they won in their, some of their matchups. I was really worried. And I think again, with Chris Harris going out, that kind of saved our tail a little bit because I was really worried about that matchup against their defensive back with Chris Harris Jr. And or with Chris Harris Jr. And Casey Hayward. I mean, that's a, that's a mismatch in itself with our young, young receivers. So I was, I was kind of terrified there. And I mean, 20, 21 to 16, that's not going to get you any awards. You know, you're not going to get any, any bonus points for that. That's, we, we played it in true Panthers fashion. It looked, honest to God, like the Panther team of 2012, 2013. The offense was making plays. They would get down to the red zone. They couldn't, they couldn't finish. They, went, they would settle for a field goal. Joey Sly was the player of the game, no question. And then the defense on the other side, the defense kept doing their job. They would shut down the other team, turnover on downs, punts, takeaways. That was more takeaways for a Panthers defense that I've seen since probably 2015. Was it nice to kind of get that, that type of defense feeling again? Yeah, finally. You know, this was a defense we were really worried about coming into the year. It's really young. 
But the thing about being young is it's also very talented. So we're going to be pretty volatile throughout the year, I think. You know, there's going to be some games where we're just atrocious and we're going to get torn out by running backs like Josh Jacobs and, you know, quarterbacks like Tom Brady. We're just going to get picked apart just because those guys are, you know, physically ahead of the game and, like, guys like Brady and some of these other quarterbacks mentally way ahead of the game um, compared to our defense. But uh, we have the athleticism on defense, that's for sure. And I think, you know, Jack and I also were talking – Phil Snow has done a really good job. I think he's been the better of the two coordinators. Um, Joe Brady, you know, has had more of the hype and deservedly so. He's younger, more exciting. Um, you look at what LSU did last year. We don't need to talk about that anymore. That's just been it was just phenomenal. But I think um, what Phil Snow is doing on defense, really mixing it up, giving the defense or the offense a lot of different looks, is really taking advantage of what we have. You know, it's make it's kind of shielding and hiding some of the um, you know the flaws that are players have and you know bring out the best in them uh i think we saw that with Jer- jeremy chin in the first three weeks you know week one he was a, he struggled a little bit week two got a little bit better this week wow jeremy chin was awesome he was all over the field making plays you know at the line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage downfield and coverage you know do it all player who you don't have to take off the field for you know first down and he can play on third down as your nickel um so i'm i'm loving that pick so far and he's he's one of the you know, one of the many guys who, on defense who really impressed me today. Anybody else for you, Jack? I was going to say, I mean, we talked about it after the draft. Where we were like, okay, these guys are going to come in, and they're going to have an impact right away. I don't think we really understood the gravity of that statement until, like, this week. Because as you saw, I mean, those, those draft. I mean, Derek Brown is starting right up on the ball. With, with, with KK, you know, his, his injuries plaguing him again. Derek Brown's the main guy. You, I, I, we were looking to see what the front seven was going to look like with all these removing pieces, and Yatur is getting the start over there on the edge. And so he's making his name known. He didn't have a great game today. He had a couple miscues and a couple, you know, rookie mistakes, but you're going to have that. And like you were saying, I mean, Jeremy Chin and Troy Pride, they're right there. They're in the mix of it all. With the way our DBs are, I mean, they're on the field more often than not. And Jeremy Chin, he was he was flying all over the field. He That was a really good, you know, experience game for him. Because what we were talking about with these games, you know, with this matchup with the Chargers is, I mean, I think it helped a little bit that we were playing a rookie quarterback. Don't get me wrong, though. Herbert looks like a starter. He looks like a middle-tier quarterback already. The, the, the effort, the, his size, because people don't realize how big he is. What is it, 6'6", six, six, I think? He's, he's yeah, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, he's like Big Ben, Cam Newton size. He's huge. But he was rolling out of the pocket. You know, he was making downfield flat passes. He was throwing across his body. Like he was doing well for himself. And so that, like, we, like, when I say we played a rookie quarterback, I don't want to, like, you know, diminish his, his, his performance because he did really, really well. But, like, we, Eckler was a guy who was scaring me this week because, like you were saying, with Josh Jacobs and even, you know, Fournette and, and Ronald Jones last week, they were, they were tearing us up. And that's been the issue for the Panthers defense in the last two, three years is these running backs getting out in open space and just, you know, tearing into that second level. For the most part, I think we handled Eckler pretty well. I mean, he didn't really ever, you know, make a huge impact. And same with Keenan Allen. Up there until the end, we were pretty much quiet in Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's kind of like that guy. He's kind of like Mike Evans, I think, for us, you know, on their team, where, like, that's a guy who can get under our skin, but we can also shut him down if we really put our mind to it. Again, I think it helps with Mike Williams going down, you know, early into the second half, I think is when it was. Um and you never want to see that, but it took a little bit of the pressure off of the, off the DBs, especially after Dante went out. That's something that we're going to be looking into because, I mean, Dante had a great – and so it goes with the turnovers. I mean, Burns was flying to the ball to get a sat, to get fumbles, and we were quick to recover. You had, you know, peanut punches that would make Charles Tillman proud on the other end. And then Dante Jackson, you know, capitalizing off of a young quarterback, staring him down and jumping the ball, jumping the route to get a really good return. And, uh, and so once he went out, you know, it was like, okay, all eyes are on Trey Boston – Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride, and Razul Douglas to make sure, you know, we get we get Keenan Allen down. Because without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I mean, who uh, Hunter Henry's the only other guy that's there. And he made his name known a little bit more towards the end of the game, which, I mean, we're always iffy when it comes to tight ends. You know, like, we can either hit it or miss it with tight ends. But um, talk a little bit about, about what you saw from Dante, you know, early in the game today. Because he was, he was flying around. Oh, yeah, he definitely was. And, you know, like you were talking about, he was able to bait a rookie quarterback. And, you know, saying that about Dante now, he still feels like such a, a youngin in the league. But now, he, you know, he's it's, we're starting to notice he's getting up there in age and he's he knows the, knows the ins and outs of things and he's seen some stuff. So uh, that was a veteran level play right there. And without that, 
we could have lost the game because that re- that was a great return, got us inside the five uh, or not inside the five inside in the red zone. Um, that was a very instinctive play and something we might miss um, if he's out any longer with this injury that he actually left later in the game with. Um, we know he didn't really play much of week one against uh, the Raiders because he left early with an injury. I uh, was able to come back against the Buccaneers, though, and then played again this week. Um, but ended up le- leaving the game uh, a little bit early because of a toe, right? A toe injury. Um, but we're at this point of recording, we still need to hear more of what's going on with that. But like we've talked about, with him down, this secondary is really thin, especially at on the perimeter at corner. Um, so it's probably going to be Rizul Douglas. And I'm going to guess Troy Pride if Dante Jackson is injured um, on the outside. And then from there, we just got to figure it out. Um, at the other spot, um, you know, just keep Jeremy Chin in there at that nickel spot and then yeah, play a lot of Boston and uh, Burris at the deep safety. That's probably what I would do. Um, you got Corn Elder there in the mix, too. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. But um, Dante is definitely one of the leaders on the back end. And you showed that today with, you know, he's learning from his mistakes, getting becoming more all around player, more consistent is what um, he showed me so far. And that's one of the biggest steps he needed to take. And it's always funny because I'm always like, whenever the ball goes up, you know, these camera angles, whatever goes up out of the frame, and I see someone with dreads in a Panthers jersey, and I'm never sure if it's Dante or if it's mm-hmm. if it's freaking um, Trey Boston, and I don't know how to feel because either one of those, I'm like, okay, is he going to get the pick? Is he in the right spot? I think what you could see, because remember, we were working out uh, Tremaine Johnson, I believe is his name, mm-hmm. from the Jets. We were working him out. I don't know what we did with him when we signed him or not in the practice squad, but I mean... If you want to add, I mean, he's not a he doesn't have, he hasn't had great stats, but he's kind of a veteran presence, I guess. They might throw him in because um, you talk about veteran presence and the person who two players on the defense today really uh, impressed me, and it wasn't ex- necessarily statistically, but in terms of their on-field presence, we've been talking about it, you know, since Luke left and since you know we since we've lost all of our you know our our our, our stalemates are you know on on the defense are our main guys, and with KK out, I mean KK is your oldest player on the team right now in terms of experience with the Panthers. Him and Shaq, I think, are right there. But, um, and I'll get to him in a second. But Trey Boston, once DJ went, or DJ, once De- uh, Dante went out, I think you saw Trey really come into it as a leader kind of role, helping, you know, he knew that these young guys were worried. I mean, you've got Keenan Allen, one of the more, one of the faster receivers in the league. Hunter Henry, who can do a lot of damage out there. Um, but I saw, you know, Trey Boston really kind of talking and really flying around. I think he needs to get a haircut because I swear to God, his dreads made him so he didn't pick off one of those passes. I swear to God. I think it hit him in the face or the hands. But um, but he was, he was flying around on the field, and I think he was really making his presence known. Um, and then another guy, too, like I said, wasn't really making a whole lot of uh, – he, he was making plays around. He had a good couple tackles, some you know nice uh, momentum stoppers. But Chad Thompson – We've been waiting for him to kind of fall into this role of the, of the you know, the middle linebackers, the quarterback of the defense. And he- Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He'd been kind of, you know, he'd been coddled with having TD and Luke. Not necessarily he wasn't doing anything, but he was learning under them. But, like, he hadn't had to do that yet. And now you kind of saw it, I think, today. If, if you really looked at the game, I think he kind of, he, he looked like an NFL linebacker. Like a, like a veteran linebacker to me. He's only been in the league, what? five years, five, six years maybe. But he started to look like he, you know, knew what he was – he started to feel comfortable on the field to me, and that's what we need because with KK out and, you know, I mean, you need someone to kind of draw on your defense in. I mean, like I said, those are the two oldest guys we have. Him, KK, Shaq, and, and, and Trey Boston. That's your defense right there. Those are your leaders on your defense. And so without those three guys and Phil Snow, of course, like you said, I think Phil Snow is an, an incredible job. In the last week or so, I think he saw that a change needed to be made after the Buccaneers game. And he goes, look, we're not doing what we need to do. We need to fly to the ball. We need to be aggressive on turnovers. 
and we need to attack the running back and play downhill football because they weren't doing that. I think they were rushing it a bit more. I want to see Jeremy Chin. I want to I, like because he's really interesting, but I want to see him use more on some of those strong safety blitzes. I think he could. He's fast and aggressive. If he can fly down and get through that line, I think he could really cause some damage for guys like Kyler Murray. Because we talk about that next week, that's going to be another insane matchup for DBs. If Dante's not in, I mean, does that scare you with the wide receivers they have over there in Arizona? Yeah, from our secondary standpoint, I'm going to be scared pretty much every week, no matter who we're going against. But this week, we got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, Andy Isabella had two touchdowns today. Um, they got a whole slew of guys in that, you know, Kingsbury air raid offense. You know, they've kind of been running the ball uh, a little bit more now, um, slowing it down. But still, that passing attack, attack is deadly. And, you know, the only way we're going to be able to combat it, especially if we don't have Dante, um, is through pass rush. And somebody who stood out to me and probably everybody today was Brian Burns. Uh, recorded one sack um, on the stat sheet. But if you watch the game, he probably could have had five sacks. He was there. He was this close a bunch of times. And uh, he really um, he affected the presence of that game. He put pressure on Herbert, um, even especially late in that late in that game, Herbert, that he felt his presence coming at him. Um, so I think Burns is, you know, a few years away from being thought of as, you know, a top edge rusher in the league. He's that good. Um, I got so excited when the Panthers drafted him for a reason. And he comes off the edge with speed. Um, great technique, and he can turn that corner like nobody's nobody else. And you know, the Chargers' offensive line is, was really bad. We were going after him all day. Um, Stephen Weatherly played well. Um, you know, Marquise Haynes had that early sack on that TE stunt. That was cool to see a, a new face in there getting getting a stat. But um, yeah, that, that's the other thing for this week. Um, that that Cardinals line is not great, um, especially you know at tackle. They you know they're young. They, Josh Jones, they're younger there. So I think that's that's going to be the Panthers' key for almost every game is taking advantage of Brian Burns versus the other team's worst tackle. Um, that's going to be our only way to slow down that passing attack. I think what's good about that, too, is going to, and I think that's why guys like Haynes were able to make an impact because I think as Burns starts to come into his own, that's, I mean, if you're an, if you're an opposing offensive coordinator, you know that's the only guy you truly have to block other than Derek Brown. Now, if KK comes back in and we've got, you know, Yatur or Weatherly, and then we've got Burns coming off. Because Burns, and they keep floating around in these weird different positions. Like, I don't, I never know where to look when I'm trying to find him. Um, but then you get KK and Derek back. I mean, one of those guys is going to – there's no way one of those guys doesn't break through or at least create some pressure. Because Burns almost – he almost ended the game. If it wasn't for the false start, he, he had almost got a strip sack to win the game right mm-hmm. there. So, I mean, he – He's definitely coming into his own, and we've, we've seen that, and we knew that was going to come at some point. So that was, you know, always an exciting pick. But um, the Panthers seem to play, like I said, they're a lot like that 2013 team where, you know, in the last two weeks, they lost right there in the end. It was, I mean, the margins were within, other than, you know, Fournette's, you know, his garbage time touchdown. And the margins were really, really close, and it was one or two plays that cost the game. And I think, you know, they saw that, like, well, look, we don't want to be that. We want to come in, and we want to, you know, close these games out. And so that's what they did. I mean, talk about, I mean, because special teams get the ball today. They, they get the game ball. Not only does Joey Sly get the ball, we'll talk about him a little bit, but, I mean, five field goals, you know, especially how iffy he's been in the past. Um, five field goals, not really long yardage. I mean, I think the longest one was like 45, but he just did a great job. Joseph Charlton putting it at the one-yard line, and somehow J- J.J. Jansen, the long snapper, getting from the snap untouched to be the first one on the ball, and – Thank God. I think we had a couple uh, ref calls go our way. I think we had a couple, you know, penalties go our way. That, that definitely helped. I think the Chargers kind of beat themselves a little bit more. Because, um, like, we, we talk about our win, and obviously we want to praise them when they win. But if you look at it, like, they didn't blow out, you know, they didn't blow the bank out in offense or defense. I mean, the, the, the takeaways were great, and that helped. But then you get down to the red zone, you can't put up any touchdowns. And you only have your one touchdown of the game. That's not going to win you – you know, playoff games at all. That's not going to even get you close to the playoffs if you continue to play like that. But Joseph Charlton, J.J. Jansen, Joey Sly, they get the game balls because they, I mean, Joey Sly was the highest scorer for today. I don't want to, I don't know what he had in fantasy. I can't imagine anyone has him on their team in fantasy, but he had to give someone at least a couple good points. And that was like what the Panthers were, you know, back in 2013. You know, the defense was, the defense was the name of the game there. The offense was struck, would get to the end zone, the red zone, and then struggle to, 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 to you know, convert. So the defense would do their job again. It would come down to the wire, and the Panthers would either lose within a touchdown or a field goal, or they would win. And that was 
one of the most most stressful seasons of my lifetime. I remember because it was one of Cam's first years, and it was just it was it was really it wasn't great. Um, other than that, we talked about it a little bit, and I'll talk about it again. I think Mike Davis. I think they tried to make sure he got involved early. I think he showed signs. I don't think we need to use him as much as we did. I think we over we over we called his number way too many times. I liked seeing Reggie Bonifon back in the mix. You know, he even he I think has more upside than Mike Davis, honest to God. Because even in, in his one or two touches, he if he can get past that second level, he's dangerous in that second level with those linebackers. I mean, he was he can turn on the Jets like that. Mike Davis to me, the the two of them together seems like a Jonathan Stewart like I don't want to say Daniel, like a Jonathan Stewart maybe like Fozzie Whitaker esque. Kind of pairing because I don't really want to say Bozzy Whitaker either because you know Bonifon's a bit bulkier than Whitaker and neither of them are really good passing backs. Davis, while he's big, he's got some speed in him and he never stop he never stops moving his legs. That's what I was impressed with. So out of you know Davis's first start, what did you see out of the game? Yes, so I thought we did pretty well replacing McCaffrey's production, especially early on. Um, it's, it was, I don't want to say this, but it, it was almost like we didn't miss a beat. Um, you know, of course, having McCaffrey on the field as I mean, he's McCaffrey is a far better player than Mike Davis. But I think our offense and Joe Brady, they actually did a good job of, you know, hiding that we didn't have McCaffrey and replacing it as best we could. Um, I don't think we could have done it any better. You know, that's our best player right there. And without him, uh, you know, we're still from now on going to be really nervous and skeptical about this offense without McCaffrey. But, you know, I thought Mike Davis was what did well. Um, you know, he's a veteran back. He's, you know, he's going to hold on to the ball for you. He's going to um, do what you need. Um, you know, had that touchdown uh, on that screenplay. So you, you like to see that. Um, but, yeah, that's I've always been, a you know, a lot of us, you know, big Reggie Bonifon fans. And he's done well in his in his time. And, you know, adding value as a returner to last year, um, other special teams roles. So, Originally, I was like surprised to see him on the practice squad and just kind of, you know, ghosted really. But now that he's, you know, he was on the roster today and the active roster, and he got in there a little bit. His upside is much higher than Mike Davis's. So, I, you know, if if this thing starts to go downhill while McCaffrey's out, I say why not get Bonifon in there some more and you know give him a chance to you know prove that he can still be a player when McCaffrey gets back because you know. McCaffrey already this this far into the season he already has this injury and you know this is our multi-million dollar back we can't afford to keep running him into the ground after paying him all this money so we need a second option and if Reggie Bonifant could give us that that would be huge um otherwise though uh offense did well today I think we got the better of the that cornerback trio duo um secondary for the Chargers that's really good um I thought we fared pretty well um and then they got this whole thing with Curtis Samuel uh so what's going on with this is he running back is he a receiver I think they need to pick one and they've kind of teetered this line his whole career um even at Ohio State that he's never been able to hone in really on just one I mean I know he's a receiver uh, primarily but I think he just needs to focus more on that um uh, hone in on his craft there but they had he had four carries today, a couple out of the backfield, which I'm okay with. But we were talking um, before the show when he's in the backfield, you, you know what it's a pass or it's going to him somehow, and he's not standing in the pass block. Uh, Joey Bosa actually took advantage of that um, on his sack. That's where Curtis stayed in. Uh, yeah, he, he couldn't help at all on that. So um, we got to see there that this whole Curtis Samuel breakout thing. Uh, we've been waiting on that forever. I'm kind of, you know, hold the brakes on that. Let's see where that goes. But um, right now he's currently, I think, you know, our third best receiver. Uh, DJ did well today. And then Robbie, um, if anybody has the most chemistry with Teddy, it's going to, it's Robbie so far. Um, but, you know, I, I'm liking that receiving core for the future. And still um, another week of, you know, not much production from that tight end spot. Um, Ian Thomas had one catch for nine yards. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, something that's not in our offense this year, something that we can kind of just give up on. Uh, I'm not sure that we're going to see much of the tight end um, production as a receiver. Um, you know, Manners and Thomas as blockers, um, of course, but as receivers, uh, probably not going to see much of that, especially with the weapons we have on the outside. Yeah, and so I think uh, this might even be – I mean, this might be a little kind of controversial per se, but for the one thing, I do think we need to pad Bonifon more. He's got more – he's got – he's younger – He's, he looks more athletic, and I think, honestly, you could create some sort of like thing like with the 49ers where you have multiple athletic backs coming out of the backfield. You get this little duo. They could be a really good one-two punch where McCaffrey, especially with you paying this much money for McCaffrey, 
And like you said, with the injury this early, I'm not worried. But you, then you see guys like Saquon, who had a big injury last year, first couple games in, another season-ending injury. You see with running backs a lot. And so if we can give it to where, oh, McCaffrey's a little gassed, cool, put Bonifon in, let him do the exact same thing. And you wouldn't even, because they're very, they're very similar backs if you really look at it in terms of their, their size, their weight, obviously production level, not as much, but, um, and the way, like, Bonifon's not as much of a receiving back, but you could still get him kind of on an outside zone or sweep to the side. Um, what I will say with this new offense, honestly, and it's going to sound bad, but McCaffrey being out, I think is a good thing for this very new offense and new coordinator and, and group. Because honestly, with the first two weeks, and you saw it with the, with the play calls today, I think Brady was using McCaffrey as a crutch. He was being lazy and just saying, give it to McCaffrey, that's what works, let's do it. When in reality, you have this trio of, the, you know, of, of Samuel, DJ, and Robbie, and even Ian Thomas, you could do a lot. If they tried to emulate that kind of backyard football style we had with, um, uh, not Shula, but, uh, um, Oh, crap. The Vikings old coach that we had for our coordinator for a year. Uh, this is going to kill me. Um, I can't remember. I'm sorry. This is awful. Um, y'all know what I'm talking about. The coordinator we had with Cam, you know, two years ago. Um, Norv Turner. Jesus, Lord. Yeah. Um, that kind of backyard style that we had with Norv Turner, where we had these reverses. We had these double plays. If you bring in – you can do something like that. With the line you have, you can give yourself a little bit of time to do a couple double reverses to spread out the field. Because now with McCaffrey out, you ha- no, one, no one knows what you're going to do. Like, there's no everyone, When you watch the Panthers, when you're playing the Panthers, the tape you're watching on offense is Christian McCaffrey. You're going- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How the hell do we stop this guy? And I understand that's great, but like you said, he's going to get burned out eventually. So what we did today is we tried to run it just like we still had McCaffrey. And I say, like you say, we didn't miss a beat, but there were some plays that we were running. It was like third and four, third and five. And we just handed it up to Davis, you know, on an inside zone. We could have done so much more on that play than giving it to Mike Davis. I'm not trying to put anything against him or anything against McCaffrey, but I think with McCaffrey being gone, you have the opportunity now to try to branch out and do more on offense. And I just think that with this young, with a new coordinator and with this young team, when you really have nothing to lose, like you have absolutely nothing to lose. So you have McCaffrey out for a couple of weeks, try some other stuff, try some new things, do a couple you know, reverses. You're, Brady's coming out of college ball where you do a lot of weird stuff. Bring that into the NFL. I know we've talked about it as kind of like a, you know, a trend where you thought it was with you know, RG3 and Cam where this college stuff wasn't going to work. But you've seen things like the shovel pass, like the speed option, like a triple option. You've seen it work. You've seen these triple options work and double reverses work. So honestly, with McCaffrey out, I think he, McCaffrey was a little bit of a hindrance to the offensive Brady. And I think that's why we're not seeing – I think that's why Brady was so hyped up is because he was like, oh, he's going to bring this you know, new creative style to the offense. Like, he can do so many different things, and that's what we were waiting for. Then when he got in, it was just kind of the same old, same old. You know, we weren't really trying to press anything. Um, and with Bridgewater having any, we're still, we've seen he's still mobile. He can still run around. So I just, I don't know. When you have these, like Shantice has talked about, these incredibly speedy receivers, if you get them out in the open space, we saw it with Samuel today off of one of his one touches. He was bouncing around like a pinball. I mean, he was, he was not going down. And we've seen that from Samuel before. He's got to hold on to the ball and make sure he doesn't freaking, you know, lose it. But him and DJ and Robbie are all the same way. I think that if they tried a little bit more, because like, like we were saying, we won today, but the offense was not breaking the bank. It was not doing anything special, really. They were doing, putting together methodical drives, and they capitalized off of turnovers and good field position. But we saw the one time where they had you know, the ball within their own 20. I think they drove four or five plays and then had to punt it. Like, 
they don't have Mike Davis doesn't have the star power or that X factor to break these big runs. Even and so like, even the one and so that's going to bring us to the one touchdown we had today on offense. It was a screen pass. Some of the screens I saw they were doing, I liked. Some of them I didn't. That screenplay worked really, really well because you had the blockers going downfield. I think what's weird now with the offensive line, as bad as it, it is in areas, if you really look at it, it's one of the faster offensive lines we've had in the last couple of years. They can move downfield a little bit. So if you get them all in an open space, you get our wide receivers in open space, I think you can, you can capitalize a bit more. I don't know if you agree. That's just, that's just my two cents on, on the issue. Yeah, you know, I think – where I understand what you're trying to say about McCaffrey. It's it, He wasn't hindering the offense exactly, but now that Brady doesn't have to rely on him, it kind of opens up this new this new um, plays for that, you know, that he can go into now because, you know, he kind of had to without McCaffrey to rely on. He kind of had to get a little bit creative here, uh, work the ball to some different guys because Mike Davis probably, yeah, he was the worst uh, skill player on our offense today. N- nothing against him, but we do have a solid skill group of guys. So, um, you know, working the ball to a bunch of other guys. And, you know, that's the the thing with the Panthers is young, you know, kind of inexperienced in some spots. The one thing that we have overall is speed, you know, not just that receiver. Um, overall, defense, offensive line is very athletic. Um, that's that's the one thing that we can rely on. So getting our guys in space is what it's what the league's going towards now. Um, that's what teams are trying to do. Um, so they've been they've been trying to do that. And like you've been saying, Brady, I think, you know, what we've seen so far is pretty typical of an NFL offense. Like the, it's the average. You're not seeing anything too crazy. What, like a lot of these, you know, a lot of these younger coaches coming to the NFL. Your Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, Zach Taylor. They're not afraid to implement um, the stuff from college and bring it into the NFL. And a lot of times, like RG3, Cam Newton, that stuff works early and right away. You know, you throw a new wrinkle at them. Your first time you do it, you're probably going to take advantage of them because they don't, they don't get to see it on film. Um, and just, it's the same game, right? College and NFL, just faster, more speed that shouldn't prevent you from running your, your stuff that you would do in college. Right. Um, LSU, they had a bunch of playmakers last year. You can't deny that, but, um, so does, so do the Panthers. Um, so I, I'd like to see Brady, you know, these next, what do we have? Five, maybe at five, hopefully weeks without McCaffrey, hopefully, you know I mean, we'll see. Um, Hopefully it opens it up, and then once McCaffrey gets back, you know, we can lean on him some more, but we also have this whole array of plays that we can go back to and these new designs to get the ball to our guys in space, which should be the goal um, game in and game out. But, yeah, overall today, the biggest thing that I want to talk about was the turnovers. Um, you you can look at a box score, and you can look at the turnover margin, and that's usually going to tell you the outcome of the game most of the time. Uh, we won it today, I think – I think what was the turnover ratio? Three to zero, three to one. Um, yeah. So we want it. We want it either way. Um, however, we weren't very opportunistic. Uh, we kind of got lucky by some sloppy play from the Chargers. Um, you know, we we kind of just stalled the game. Joey Sly, you know, kicking five field goals is great for him. But by the way, shout out Joey Sly because you know he gets a lot of hate for some of his misses, and you know he has a he has a cannon of a leg. But, you know, accuracy, it's always questionable. Every time he kicks a field goal, whether it's an extra point or, a, you know, a 50-yarder, I'm always holding my breath a little bit. But good for him. Um, I'm happy for him. You know, hopefully that confidence helps him. But when you're kicking field, five field goals in a game, uh, that might be where we're missing McCaffrey because the lack of ability to convert on our third downs. They actually showed a stat on um, on the broadcast that the Panthers have been one of the best third and uh, long, which is six, six yards and more, uh, third and long teams in the league. Um, and that just has to do with our weapons that we got and uh, Teddy's ability to catch, throw. Um, that's that's the biggest thing I've liked with this offense is he hasn't, Brady hasn't put the ball in Teddy's hands for too long. Um, he knows this offensive line isn't good and it's already banged up. So Teddy's got to catch, throw. We, we can't be hanging back there for too long. Um, especially with inexperienced um, backs now in pass protection, um, can't be hanging hanging in there for too long. But but the turnover margin was definitely what you know. If without that, we would not have won this game. That was the biggest thing. We're not a very good team. The Chargers are a good team. They didn't play very good. Uh, the turnover margin was what really helped us, and then special teams. Um, like you said, we're talking about the JJ Jansen downing the punt at the one yard line, barely. 
Um, that was that was a close call at first. I thought that was in the end zone. Um, thankfully not because um, the, at the end of that drive, the Chargers were about at the 25-yard line um, with time expiring, throwing it into the end zone. 20 more yards there to start that drive, or, the, or 25 more yards, 20-25. They, they're cl- much closer to the end zone, and we have a, uh, you know, a lower shot at winning, assuming everything goes the same on the drive. Um, so that's really what, for me, it's the, it's the turnover margin and the pressure we were able to get. We took away their best players, I thought, and our best players for four. And those were the biggest keys of the game for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Joey Bosa was held in two tackles. You know, Keenan Allen didn't have a touchdown until right there at the end. And we talked about, you know, containing Eckler. And, I mean, you're out in the money. Like I said, that was like we hadn't, hadn't seen it. We haven't had a four-turnover game, I don't think, in at least a few seasons. Like, I can't remember the last time. It might have been in 2015, honestly. And that's that old-school Panthers defense that we've been wanting. And you know what? I've said it every time. Turnovers and – Offensive, defensive line. Those are the names of the game for football. Those are where, that's where you win in the trenches, and then you win in those big plays, you know, those momentum shifters. I think in both respects, they did that. I mean, like I said, you hold Joey Bosa to two tackles, and only one of them was right near, you know, there at the end. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty big. He's one of the most electric. And I think, again, I, I feel like I, I want to take credit for the win, but like I said, the Panthers did, a, like, the Chargers did a lot more to lose the game and had a lot more happen to lose the game than the Panthers did to win the game. And that's just the bold truth of it. Like that stuff's not going to fly in other, you know, in in bigger games. Because I mean, without Ingram out, all you're focusing on is is Bosa. Really, that's all you're looking at. And then you know those turnovers. I mean, uh, uh, the turnovers. I will say though, we were making more plays. But then after the fact, I mean, if you drive down to the red zone, what five times, six times, however many times we did, and you only come up with one touchdown for the game, that's not going to fly. And I think that's again where. They were trying – and you can see because once we got into the red zone, they were trying to run the plays like we still had McCaffrey. Davis, he's, a, he's, got, he's got great legs. He can really – he can power through, but he's not going to make those open field moves and those plays on, you know, on a wheel route. He's not going to be able to beat the corner to the pylon for a touchdown. That's not going to happen. So, like, that's especially where in the red zone we got to change up our, 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 place, our playbook because – that was very 2013 Panthers. You get all the way to the end zone, and then whoop de doo come up with a field goal. That's not going to fly. Um, and so that's another area where we need to, where we need to get that kind of nipped in the bud because if we don't, it could get real ugly real fast. Um, and, I mean, that's what this Panthers it, – it felt I, I aged maybe five years towards in that last drive because it was just, oh, cool. The Panthers, they have the ball, and now they're just getting these little dink and dunk passes, 20 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards. Like, and even that last play, for those who didn't watch – the game, and even those who didn't like watch real closely to that last play, they drove downfield. They had the ball at like maybe the 25, maybe the 30, with a good 10 seconds left. And they went one play. I don't remember what happened on that play, but they went the second play, and it was a dig over the middle to Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen, if you looked at it in full speed, you would have thought he just dropped the ball. But they were setting up a hook and ladder where you had Keenan Allen coming over the middle and you had a guy coming under in front of him. So the minute Keenan Allen touches the ball, he sh- basically pitches it or shovel passes it behind him to this receiver. I don't know who the receiver was. And the way they had all the corners, literally the corner safeties, everybody was, swooped, was following Keenan. So if this receiver caught that ball, he's got green grass and no one in front of him and we lose that game. So like, that's just another like another instance of the Chargers, the ball not fall, bouncing their way, than us doing something because it's not like we weren't prepared for that drive. Like we had people back, but like if he caught the ball, they win that game. There's nobody that's going to get to him except for maybe Trey Boston coming out of nowhere. But even then, like and so then the time expired and it was nice. But like I was like I breathed a sigh of relief, and then when I saw it again, I'm like, oh no, that's not good. If that like it was more of like oh my god, we got so lucky. Yeah, when you say you aged on that drive, I totally didn't understand what you're saying. I was, I was feeling that game for you know ten minutes after that. I cannot, we should not have won after that drive. You know, poorly managed at the beginning of that drive by Herbert. They were just dumping it down, and I was like, all right, this time is wasting. This should be, it should be game. And then after, you know, two big completions, KJ Hill was one of them, and then, um, you know, with that play, he's Keenan. You see him. It almost looked like he dropped it. You didn't really know what happened, and then you see the replay. Um, if Eckler would have caught that, the momentum of our DBs going the one way, oh man, we 
like you said, the Chargers did more to lose that game than we did to win it. We had all the opportunities in the world to do it. We didn't really execute like we needed to. If this was a more experienced team that we were playing against, a better team, uh, that would have been that score would have looked a lot more ugly. You know, I don't think it would have been close either if um, that was you know any better of a team. Uh, so that last drive was you know nerve wracking. I thought we got good pressure on them though. Um, that's something I will say on that drive. We did get good pressure on them. Um, coverage hung in there, but you know all for just you know one or two mistakes and then almost a major mistake there at the end. Yeah, and I mean so you can you can say if and and you know whatever could have should have would have. At the end of the game, we won the game. On any given Sunday, any team can win a game. So, like, I'm not going to complain. We came away with a win. I will say we need – I want to see more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with what I've seen from the defense and Phil Snow. I think he's done a lot with a little coming out of this. I think he's working really well. I need to see more, I need to see more from Brady. Like, you, you know, like, what I said – I said what I said. I think we need to venture away from – if McCaffrey is out for a couple more weeks, even in the weeks that he's just not out, even if he's going to come back week six or seven, like – I want to see them try to do something because we need to show that we can play the game and win without McCaffrey. This is also, I think, the first time we've won a game with, that McCaffrey hasn't played in. I think since his, I mean, he's played in almost every game that he's been in since we've, you know, been in, since we've drafted him. But I, I mean, I don't even remember what it was like winning without McCaffrey, so that was different as well. But um, but that was different. So, but so now looking ahead into you know into the Cardinals heading up. So we're hosting the Cardinals. You know, we had a pretty iffy – I mean, we were right there in the end hosting the, the Raiders. That was our first home game of the year. Now coming back, you know, this is kind of a crucial point. You know, it's the first – ending of the first quarter of the season basically. And so, you know, you'll either – you go into this, if you come up with a win, you're 2-2. Two and two. You're sitting at 500 in the NFL right now. And that's not – you know, that's better than some teams can say. And for these Panthers, that's a miracle if you're sitting 2-2 two and two in this, out of this first quarter. If you lose, you're 1-3. and three. So, like – I mean, and that's kind of what people have expected. So going into this game, and we'll have, you know, Shanti's talk a little bit about it, you know, later in the week. But what is, like, we've talked about it a little bit. I mean, last year when we both did this game, teams were basically the same in terms of, like, the car, it's almost the same card team minus the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and our loss of James Bradbury in that matchup. If Dante's out, like we've already said, that game becomes a lot scarier because then you, who do you cover? Do you cover Kirk? Do you cover Fitzgerald? Do you cover Hopkins? Or does, you know, you try to cover all of them and then Kyler Murray's just running around the field, you know, like a like Speedy Gonzalez. Like, there's nothing you can do there. If we do have Dante, I mean, when we had, when it was Dante and Bradbury, obviously they wouldn't have to defend against DeAndre Hopkins, so we don't know how that game would have been. But we played fairly well that game. Um, so what is, I mean, what, what are your thoughts going into that, into that game? Yeah, that offense is dynamic. Uh, we haven't seen an offense like that. You know, the Buccaneers... Good offense, good players, not gelled together. Uh, the Raiders more of a slower-paced offense with, you know, hopefully, you know, big explosion plays here and there. They, they want to control the game. Uh, the Chargers today, you know, young quarterback, they're kind of getting figured out. This Car Cardinals offense is on a different level from everything that we've seen this year. Kenyon Drake at running back, all these different receivers, including, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be a heavy task for a young defense um, that's, been improving, but still young defense, young coordinator in the league, um, experience-wise. Um, so it's going to be a major test, and uh, hopefully they're, you know, preparing as we speak for this um, because it's going to be a tough task, especially if Dante's out. Because then uh, we already have a thin secondary, and now that if Dante's out, our best one, um, it's going to be real rough, especially especially against such a good receiving core. Uh, some places I think, you know, we can take advantage of Brian Bird's on the edge. Again, uh, you know, dominant player. And I think, you know, the, the Cardinals offensive line has struggled a little bit. Um, not the greatest. They got some young guys on there. So Brian Burrs could definitely see him, um, you know, having a big game. Uh, somebody I'm looking forward to, though, this game, Derek Brown. Been a good player so far. Held his own. Hasn't really flashed. Uh, we've seen Javon Kinlaw for the, for the 49ers. He's exploded onto the scene. <clears throat> He's looked like the man, you know, coming out. So I'm... You know, Cardinals offensive line on the interior that's not very strong. I'm looking at Derrick Brown this week. Um, I'm looking for him to step up, and he's going to need to against the mobile quarterback and Kyler Murray. We got to have a good rush. We got to contain him in the pocket because uh, once he gets out of the pocket, that's where we, that's when we're going to lose. We don't have the athleticism um, in the secondary and the back end to contain Kyler once he gets downfield. That's it's going to be a tough task, but I think we'll match up just fine. Um, especially, you know, we'll be able to stop the run. I think our front seven has been better but that offense scares me especially in the, in the secondary that Kyler could you know put up some some 
very, very good stats against us. Depending upon how, you know, Brady goes into this week, that game could honestly be a bit of a shootout. I mean, if we stick away from – if we stay away from Peterson, they they don't give up a lot of passing yards as, as a defense. And Peterson is no – you know, they can fly around. But if we stay away from him and kind of keep it more on these kind of, you know, these if we try to implement more of like a dink and dunk offense and kind of just let people kind of cross, get everything kind of, you know, gummed up in the works, I think you could see a good amount of points coming out. I don't know if Davis comes out of this. I haven't seen – I mean – I don't really know what to think of their run defense. I mean, that's something we can look at a bit more, you know, as we go into the week. I don't really know what to think about it. Um, but I mean, if I'm if I'm Phil Snow, I'm putting I'm putting a number, you know, what is he? Eleven? One? What is Calvin? Calvin is one. That's a number, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm putting a number one jersey on on on, on Curtis Samuel and just having him run around the field the entirety. Mm-hmm. Go right. Go get him. Like chase after him because that's that's like you said is what it could be if he breaks into that second level. I mean. Like Dante and, and 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 Trey Boston are so headstrong, almost to a fault, where they they're they're going down on a line. Sometimes to the point where they can't even change their direction or you know stop on a dime if they're going to make a tackle. I could see Calmer easily juking one of them out of their shoes and making us look, you know, and putting them on ES, on Sports Center top ten. So that's that does that does scare me because, like you said, we haven't faced a quarterback that mobile since maybe I mean Russell Wilson, I guess, and even then he won't. Case do that don't do that Tyler but I mean seriously like, we, have, we haven't played a quarterback like that in forever I mean other than practicing against Cam I can't think of a guy who's that mobile that we played against other than I guess because even Cam really last year wasn't that wasn't you know he didn't he wasn't doing this last season he was you know three games in well, at least when we were playing him he was three games in he hadn't figured out his groove yet so now you know he's coming into his own he's just a slippery little fellow like he's it's insane so that'll be really I think I, like, I, I'm trying to think of a score for this game, and I really don't even know because, like, the offense hasn't shown, you know, signs of being – if we play like we did this week, I mean, I, I don't think we win the game in terms of offensively. Yeah. Offense. If we play this – if we keep losing on those chances, because even if we do get those takeaways, I just – Kyler Murray's going to run down. He's going to – he's like it, uh, it's going to set in. Like, they're going to get tired. Kyler's going to be running all over the field. The kid doesn't look like he gets tired. He's like the freaking Energizer Bunny. I don't think he does. And so if we can't, if we can't capitalize, if we can create turnovers, that's awesome. But if we, if we can't capitalize, we're going to be screwed. So I'm going to be very like – this is very tentative. But I'm going to say like – I'm going to say like 24 to 21 Panthers. And I really don't and, – and, and you've got a couple field goals from Sly and then like two touchdowns is what I think. I, I mean – and then hopefully holding Kyler to as much as we can. But I think it's going to be one of those one of the, one of, another one of those nail biters where, honest to God, with maybe like 12 seconds left, they, Kyler's got it like the 50. He's sent everyone on four verticals, and he's pulling a Madden. He's just running around the field trying to score. And we're praying to God somebody grabs his shoelace and stops him. So I, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm because I'm always going to say I'm going to try to be realistic, but I'm always going to try to I'm always going to bet on the Panthers winning. So. Uh, that's where you know normally you know Jeff or you or Sean, or Sean just would come in as a realist. So what, what what's what's your call for the game? And I know well you can give a little preview for for the you know uh, actually yeah. I don't even have a, have a have a Cardinals brawl, so I don't know if we'll be doing the brawl nothing this week. We'll look into that. So yeah, another thing real quick though about this game, it's the matchup of two of the guys that we were considering you know, in the first round, Derek Brown, who we have, versus Isaiah Simmons. Oh, uh, yeah. two, you know it's it's another scenario to think about. We got to watch Isaiah Simmons. He struggled. Um, early on so far for them they're kind of using him in a you know a middle linebacker type role which a lot of people would agree is not best for him but you know just another fun aspect of you know the game is you know Isaiah Simmons versus Derek Brown the two two players the Panthers uh, often thought about drafting and going back to that while we're on that Jeremy Chin was compared to Isaiah Simmons um, and they're similar players and Chin's done well so so far um it's looking all right it's looking all right with what we did but going back into the game um you know, I'm more, more, more of a, you know, turned down realist than Jack. Um, but this is going to be a tough one. If we play like we did this week, we're going to get absolutely obliterated. Um, especially, especially how we did in the second half. And we have to take advantage of every opportunity against the Cardinals. We can't afford to waste um, turnover margin. You know, if we have to capitalize on their mistakes, their turnovers, because they're not going to make very many. This is a, you know, very talented team. Very talented team. But even on defense, they have key pieces like Patrick Peterson, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker. We have to take advantage of, you know, 
the mistakes they make and any creases, any things they leave open. Uh, we, you know, and then we have to win on the special teams too. Uh, we, we might not be better on offense. We're, we might be better on defense. But special teams, any given week, um, teams can be better. So I think we have to take advantage of the special teams, win that. Joey Sly, you know, big week for him this week. Hopefully we can keep that rolling. Uh, kickoff team, you know, return. We have to we have to have some splash plays, I think. I think we're going to need a big return, a fumble, um, strip sack, something, pick six, something that really changes the tie of this game and, you know, brings us some momentum. Without that, uh, I'm not really liking our chances in this one. I think the Cardinals are going to be good for – I'm going to say 31 points, uh, 31-24. Cardinals defense is that good. Uh, I think we'll be able to put up some points, but it could turn into a shootout quickly. I say I honestly got forgot that they had Isaiah Simmons, and hopefully he doesn't have any animosity towards the Panthers for not picking him, you know, staying in the, in the area. So, Because if he's coming for blood, that's not going to be great. No. <laughs> but, so it's, I think, like, you can kind of hit him on the head. I think this season, especially until, like, for at least the first half of the season and maybe even longer, the Panthers are only going to win either in unconventional ways or if the other team is beating themselves. Like, that's really the main ways the Panthers win. Like, you're not going to get these kind of, you know, grinded out Panthers where they're running the ball down these long, methodical drives. Like, you need big plays from this team. And that's where you have the advantages because you have this young, speedy team. So they need to be making these – like, big plays should be the name of their game. These long touchdowns, these interceptions, you know, these momentum shifters is where the Panthers are going to have to live for the rest of the season. I mean, the one thing I think about this team is that there's literally, literally two games of tape on this team. There's no other tape. Two or three games of film on this team. With the players that are there, the combination, the, the, the coordinators, like, there's so much. You can, you can hide in the shadows. You can be so, you know, so mysterious and vague as a team because there's literally not a whole lot that people know about what you're going to do. And so if you can take advantage of that, then I think you have an issue. Like I said, right now, like, it always hinges on the players. But right now, more than ever, like, it's up to the coaches. Like, it's going to lie in these coaches. they got to put these players in the best position to make plays. Obviously, once it's on the field, the players got to make that in, those instinct calls and make those plays. But, like, if you're – like I said, if Brady keeps calling the way he's been calling, I don't see us winning many, very many games. If Phil Snow continues on this trajectory, I think we're good. I think that's fine. I really don't know what Rule's doing in terms of contributing to the team. I really don't know where he makes his where he makes his name known. Um, but yeah, guys. So I mean, we're gonna continue. Like I said, like we gotta check to see. I don't know if there's a if there's a Cardinals brawl. I I I have not. If there is one, I've never heard of it. So we'll see if we can get that for Tyler. If not, um, well, I've, you know, Shanti's put out that X factors for the week. Uh, we want to thank y'all for sticking around with us. You know, it's awesome that we're getting to do an episode in the season and with a win. I mean, that's crazy to me because honestly, when we started this podcast. Back in January, I didn't know if we were going to get to do a, an episode after a win, and that was before everything went down. So, um, that for, uh, for now, guys, you know, it's been me and, and Tyler, uh, Jeff, and Shantice will be back on next week. We've kind of had this, uh, this, uh, this carousel of, uh, of, of hosts right now in the last few weeks, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get that fixed and have everyone on one episode. But until next time, guys, keep pounding. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.